Good afternoon. This is Yusuf Khadib, CEO and co-founder of Global Skills Hub, and welcome to another episode of Diversion and Exclusivity, Yusuf's Adventures in Zebra Hunting. Today, we're here to talk about the incredible announcement that was made by Mayor Tory yesterday about a program called Shop Here. And I am very, very privileged to not only interview and, and present to you a really good friend of mine and another person who has been brought in back with the title of the Director of the COVID-19 Business Medication and Recovery. And my great friend, Daryl Jalad, Senior Manager at Digital Main Street and also the Business Development and Partnerships Lead at Athlete Tech Summit. But these days, these two gentlemen have been busy saving the economy in Toronto. podcast with Uncle Quiz and Uncle Dale, they told me that they're going to save Toronto businesses and they told me that you only have to be kind. Gentlemen, welcome to this podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. So, you know, we I wanted to begin with just a little bit, you know, I know a lot about you guys, but I really want to understand, you know, let's tell everyone who exactly you are. So, Daryl, let's start with you. And, uh, you know, you and I met a little while ago when we were speaking at an event that Melissa Waterman had put together. We ended up uh, connecting after that, and we've had a pretty pretty good time, uh, when, at least when we were non-virtual. And, uh, and now we've had this opportunity to work together virtually as well. But, Daryl, who are you? <laughs> Thanks for having me on. So, my name is Daryl Jalot. I have the pleasure of running this crazy little initiative called Digital Main Street a nonprofit program based out of Toronto, servicing businesses across across Canada, quite frankly, and into the States as well, and helping them with digital transformation at no cost to them. Uh, so we provide free support, training, tools, and education. And then outside of that, you know, my life is small business, a lot of volunteering, a lot of uh, just trying to get back and put the wherever I can. And then you hit on it. I'm also uh, one of the three founding team members of the Athlete Tech Summit, um, committed to Bridging the gap between Toronto's technology community and professional athletes. Amazing, yeah, and 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 probably one of the most humble people you know, as as Chris will tell us a little bit later about how much work and how hard you actually uh, have worked for not only Toronto but Canada in general. But you know, you and I had a conversation a few weeks ago, and you said he's back, and I was like, who's back? And you were like, he's back. And then you said, you said there was tweets about the Avenger coming back to the city. Do you remember that conversation that we had? And all of it, and I was like, who are you talking about? And he's like, Ricketts is back. And I'm like, oh my God, they brought in the big guns. But Chris Ricketts, you know, we know you as so many great things as, as a hero to this city. But tell us who exactly you are. That's a bit overboard, but thank you. Me, I, I'm really just a dad to uh, Hazel and Oscar, my, uh, my two kids, eight and six year old, but also uh, a proud public servant. And, uh, you know, been uh, a public servant for close to 20 years now in, in different forms, with, uh, both as an elected city councillor, but also working in urban planning and economic development and environmental planning. And, you know, I, I worked for the city for about five years and left about a year ago. And my, my previous stint with the city, my my work was really focused around supporting the innovation community and working with our incubators and accelerators, building programs to support small businesses and Main Street businesses, helping build Digital Main Street from the beginning and bringing great people like Daryl who took it all to uh, all new heights. And then I, I left the city 
a year ago and decided to do something completely different because that's what I like to do as a public servant is take on new challenges. And I went and started doing government relations for the Municipal Property Assessment Corporation. It does uh, property assessment for every property in the province so that uh, municipalities can use that assessment and that property value to uh, do property taxes. So jumped right out of the innovation community and jumped into something completely different. But with the onset of COVID, the city reached out to me and asked me if I'd come back for up to six months or so to really look at how the city could mitigate the challenges that are happening for, for businesses across the city. So my mandate is to focus on all sectors, Main Street, you know, tech, manufacturing, not-for-profits, right across all those sectors and look at how we roll out programs to support businesses during these trying times, but also with an eye to the recovery side of this and, and how we help businesses adapt in the new reality that's coming out. So that's my role at the city, but again, along very past of being both a Main Street business owner, show punk rock concert promoter, drove some taxi for a while as well. So I've got a, I've got a weird, <laughs> weird, weird past, but at the end of the day, you know, here to build collaborations and work with people in the community and see what we can do to save businesses here in Toronto. Yeah, I know nothing about punk rock, so you might have to give me a lesson at some point in time. If we, once we get live music back again, Yusuf, we'll, we'll take you out. You'll take me out to a punk rock concert. Okay, that's the <laughs> You know, so, you know, you talked about collaboration. And, you know, I believe that it's incredibly important. I, I remember reading this book by Steve Case. It was called The Third Wave. And he was talking about this next wave that would come in innovation and in tech after, you know, this last wave we had gone through. And this was pre-COVID. This was a couple years ago. And he had talked about it would be about companies and, and governments and not-for-profits coming together and collaborating and working towards a common vision. And I think that this, you know, shop here program that's been put together is the, you know, an incredible example. And I know we're just at the beginning and it's just the launch, but you know, the response has been overwhelming as well. You know, Chris, let's start from your side. Tell us, tell us a little bit about exactly how this collaboration between not-for-profit government and business is going to kind of work. And then maybe Daryl, you can speak a little bit more to the digital main street side on, you know, how the not-for-profit sector is getting together to actually band together to save these businesses, which, you know, you and I both read the stat, 70% of businesses were not going to be able to make their May rent. And, and this is why you guys moved so quickly in order to execute. For sure. You know, and I think, you know, it, it really starts with Toronto. You know, it's, it's very, if there's one thing about Toronto's tech community is that, you know, there's lots of civic purpose in the community. And, and I, you know, we always like to talk about Toronto tech is, about growing the pie for everyone and that we're here to support and collaborate each other. And you see that with founders that have been successful giving back uh, to new founders and helping mentor and provide insight and that real sense of community that we're, A, we're all in this together, but also, you know, we love our city and we want to make things better. And, you know, I think we're lucky uh, to have that kind of mindset towards innovation. And I think it's a real def differentiator for the city. And, and so, you know, as this crisis hit, you know, and I'd been asked to come back to the city, you know, right off the bat, I was like, we got to start building online stores. And so started just reaching out to, you know, our partners. So, of course, you know, call Daryl right away and say, we got to do this. And of course, Daryl's always like, let's do it. And so it's good to have somebody who doesn't hold you back. And Daryl is one of those friends and colleagues. And then we just started reaching out to our partners like Shopify, like Google, like MasterCard. And, you know, I think what was great is that 
everybody was gung-ho to make it happen. And, uh, you know, we kind of laid out, we want to build, you know, online stores for Toronto small businesses and artists. And we want to build them for free. And then we want to help support them in getting those sites up. And, you know, you know, everybody just jumped on right away and, you know, added their perspective on how they could help, you know, like yourself included, Yusuf, like, you know, reaching out to your network and bringing in, uh, you know, development help. Like, and I think that's what's great about Toronto is that we were able to basically, you know, mobilize this army of private sector and public sector and not-for-profits to kind of come together to make this happen. And, you know, I, I think, you know, we were on a call with some of our, you know, I got to bring together some of my most favorite people in Toronto's innovation ecosystem to kind of work together on this. So, and I think that just, you know, again, speaks to the sense of civic responsibility of the businesses and the partners around the table, but also a recognition that like, you know, coming back to dead main streets, a lack of culture is not good for anyone. And that's really those main streets and the action that happens on them the culture and the live music and the arts that we enjoy the city is what really makes living in Toronto a great thing. And, you know, we can all make lots of money in tech without those things, but we're not really going to enjoy the city that we live in if they're not, those things aren't here. So we need to kind of double down and support our community. Yeah. And I love, you know, I've, you know, reread some of the stipulations of participating in this program. And I just, I absolutely love that we're making sure that we're taking care of creatives because I think it's vitally important. They are, you know, everyone's important yeah. now. You know, that's what we, you know, we, we talk about, you know, I, I jokingly called this podcast when I started diversion and exclusivity, because we talked about diversity as our strength, you know, that this was all about diversity and inclusion as a tech sector for, for the last couple of years, we've been pounding on this. And this is our opportunity to sure. show that by making sure that we include, you know, the artists, the restaurant owners, whether it's doctors and we're building apps out there, but this isn't about us being siloed. And so I echo that. I think it's incredibly important and I applaud you on ensuring that we include creatives in this opportunity. You know, I think one of the challenges some businesses may have though, is really looking to understand, do they qualify or how do they get their business online? And, you know, everyone can have an online type of presence now where, how are we going to get that message out? Or what do we want to say to people to say, these are the types of businesses that you're seeing come online outside of the traditional, hey, we had a guitar shop and now we're going to sell guitars online. Yeah, and I think, you know, part of that is, is really, you know, a, a lot of, you know, I think reaching out to that creative community. So, you know, at the city, we have a big focus, not only on the business community, but on that creative community. And, you know, I, I think helping artists make that move is, is going to be a critical piece to them being able to sell both now and in the future. Um, but it's also kind of rethinking things like live music as well. Like, you know, we might not have live music until 2021 and, you know, realizing what technology has done to kind of change the music business. It's really touring as an example that, is you know is where 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 musicians make their money but now they can't do that so can we think about how can we use technology to bring that into your home so there's lots of you know facebook lives happening but how do we actually pay those artists and and you know could this online store approach be one of those approaches as well so i I think it's you know us rethinking and working with with artists and businesses to kind of look at their their current business and their and their current talents and thinking about okay how can we help you monetize that in a different way leveraging you know online stores 
Yeah, and I think the other part of the online stores here that's important for, for all these uh, different business owners to understand is this is simply bringing on your customer base online first. You know, I don't think, you know, I think people get worried that, oh my God, I'm going to have to, I'm going to do an online store and then who, well, everyone else has a pizza shop or everyone else has this type of store and I'm, I'm going to get lost. This is about you saying, hey, you know, those locals, which, you know, I attended a online virtual karaoke <laughs> for a local bar that's owned by a friend of mine, Sharif in Ottawa. And he just invited me to this night. He said, hey, jump on for 10 minutes. And so I think it's really important that people understand that it's about bringing your customer base online first. And then we're going to, you know, you have this incredible program through Digital Main Street to further amplify that message. Because if, if you know, if you have that strong of a customer base, if people are dedicated and loyal to your store, which yeah. we've seen throughout this, this pandemic, where people have even, you know, with Distantly is a perfect example of this you know, where, where people have been loyal to those retailers, uh, you know, to yeah. those business owners. So Daryl, maybe you want to talk a little bit about how, you know, Digital Main Street, we're going to help to get these stores online. What is Digital Main Street going to do here? Short answer, everything else. Okay. <laughs> that pretty That's much it. is the short answer of, of how we describe what you do. Like, Daryl will handle everything else. <laughs> no, Yusuf, great question. And I think, you know, it, it's, it's kind of the perfect synergy because so to be, to be completely truthful here, you know, when, when Chris first pitched me this project, I, you know, I, I initially pushed back just because I said that's not how Digital Main Street usually operates. And what I mean by that is we don't, we don't operate in the sense that we just do the work for businesses. We, you know, we, we work with them at a capacity where we're teaching them and training them and, you know, really building their capacity at the same time. Now, that being said, obviously, we're under kind of extreme circumstances right now and everything has changed. So we recognize the need to change that model. But I think from, from a support standpoint, I think you've got a beautiful kind of synergy here because you've got, you know, a, a small army that's going to help us, you know, get these websites built for, for businesses and cafes and restaurants and artists across the city. But then we've also got our existing digital Main Street team and, uh, you know, a wonderful partnership that's going to be coming down the pipeline with, with the Schulich School out of York to really provide these businesses with the onboarding support and the, the marketing and the, you know, the, the optimization support, I'll call it. So it's kind of like, you know, they've got a store built one-on-one with our team in whatever capacity they prefer to, you know, help them get it set up, you know, make sure their payment and their shipping set up properly, you know, make sure they're running ads correctly, you know, make sure they're, you know, they're looking at developing an email marketing strategy, you know, just looking at overall customer engagement techniques. So it, it's really kind of that whole second half of it where, where our team is, is mm-hmm. going to come in and just continue to, to drive them the, uh, the same way that we've been doing it. So I'm, I'm going to pause you there for a second. So I want to make sure we, we, we understand exactly what you just said, because if I think what you just said it makes sense to everyone. I, I would suggest that everyone goes and signs up who qualifies to get an online <laughs> store. You're basically saying you're going to have, we have all these developers lined up to do all the implementation stuff. But what you are going to do is you're going to handhold them through the entire process to make sure they know how to run that store with these students from Schulich and potentially other volunteers. So, you know, if they have questions, if they don't understand something, if they're a little bit slower, you know, on some on parts of this, you're going to have someone kind of available to help them throughout this process. Uh, absolutely. So they'll have between between the digital Main Street team and these 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 students that are coming on board from York, we'll have dedicated resources available for them to book one on one consultations, essentially at no cost. And and that's a big thing. Like, there's no cost to this program. And Chris, there's no cost from the city for this program. We, the, what is? I mean, the, if you were to say. 
If Mayor John Tory was here, the reason we were doing this was to literally save Toronto. 100%. This is what this is about. How do we save Toronto's uh, business community and, and artists? Um, that's, that's what this is about. And so, you know, the, the longer term cost of losing uh, those ecosystems far outweighs, uh, you know, the, the small investment that the city has to make to, to support this. Amazing. And, you know, there's been there's been a lot of partners that have stepped up to the plate and some of them were earlier on in some of the conversation because we needed to get, you know, stores done up and stuff like that. Can you speak to some of the the other you know partners that have kind of stepped up and, you know, and help us understand what other parts of the tech community has gotten you involved with that, too? Yeah, I'll start, Chris, and, I'll, and then uh, just jump in when you when you feel like it. But no, so, you, so I, I think, you know, it, it starts with our core digital Main Street partners. So we've got four founding partners that have been with us um, for the last, you know, going on four years now. So MasterCard, Google, Microsoft, and Shopify, you know, obviously are driving the program in very different capacities and verticals, but, you know, it wouldn't have been possible without their support right off the bat. And then, you know, building on that, you know, myself and Chris, we just started to kind of put our, put our heads together and think, okay, you know, what else would be cool to have as part of this program? You know, is it credit so they can launch some advertising? Is it, you know, having a, a partner in place so that they can get their shipping set up, you know, easily and at no cost? Is it helping them access the domain? You know, really kind of just trying to think of that full scope of things. So it's, you know, on top of what I just mentioned, you know, on the one-on-one support piece, there is actually a, an incredibly robust, like, suite of essentially benefits that businesses will get through the program as well on top of the website, including advertising credits, shipping credits, access to other integrations, you know, free access to certain software tools and stuff like that. So it, it really is an incredible value opportunity, not just building them a website. And then from the Toronto tech ecosystem standpoint, I think, I think you're better to speak. At yeah, no, I think, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, thanks buddy. <laughs> Mr. Rickett. Like Mr. Rickett. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You, you did work for MPAC. I mean, that's where the you know, you shifted all to that and came back. That's, that's right, where he's that's like, Mr. Right. Rick, it's from MPAC. <laughs> we only call people Mr. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, from the Toronto tech ecosystem, you know, we get a bit of a call out to get developers involved, right? And, you know, people just jumping in to help out, to, you know, volunteer their time to build sites, which is fabulous. And, and you know, I think the other side of this as well is, you know, being able to pull in students working with Shulik. And so, you know, we've got 50 MBA students that are basically there to support these businesses and get their stores up and running and help them with marketing. So, you know, I think, you know, we've got a range of partnerships and they're all focused on providing value to businesses and getting their sites up and running. It's, it's not often that you can get, you know, the kind of access to, you know, for small businesses and artists to be able to get a web developer and a project manager and an MBA to kind of help them do their transition to online. You know, so some great value there and, you know, all people that have the best interests of Toronto at heart in their work on this. Yeah, it's amazing. And I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but you know, we're, there's still a call for volunteers that we still need more help. There's 40, what's the number? 49,531. Was that the number I saw yesterday? Yeah. Of the number of businesses that would be, yeah, like, there's only it's 50, roughly 50,000 businesses, businesses that, that we're trying to save. And then our goal is to get 3,000 done. And, you know, and, and we're, the numbers we're, we're seeing come in are, are just amazing. So that's, you know, but there's a lot of help that we need. And, you know, we love, we love the MBA stepping up. We love anyone who's willing to step up and come and help, you know, because this is our community. These are our neighborhoods. You know, I'm, I'm not from Toronto. Are you, are both uh, of you no. born in Toronto, by the way? Not I me. I'm, I'm from Stratford, Ontario. Nope. Great little town. 
You're Stratford. Okay. <laughs> you're, so you're from Stratford. Daryl, where, where are you born? Uh, I, I'm born and raised in Scarborough, but uh, yeah. yeah, I've been here. Yeah. You're a Scarborough boy. I, I was born and raised in Edmonton. So I moved to Toronto. Global Skills Hub was founded in Toronto. I have started two businesses in Toronto. And, you know, so for me, Toronto has been this wonderful home of where I've built businesses. And, you know, I'm just ecstatic about, you know, and I love it. And, and my family was scheduled to move permanently to Toronto oh, wow. in July of 2020. You know, we had everything set up. Dom and I had had our conversations in terms of what we needed to do to have like kind of that. And, and so now with all everything that hit, I'm actually, you know, back in Bucharest right now as we're writing a lot of these things. But, you know, we're, the, the interesting part of Toronto is that 50% of the city is not from there. So a lot of these business owners and artists and stuff like that are probably actually not originally born in Toronto. And so what was interesting from our part is when we put together, you know, the, the, the list of developers that wanted to help and we reached out. You know, we had 70, 75 developers reach out from all over the world, you know, and people in our pool are actually, you know, wanting to come to Toronto. Some of them were in Toronto already, and they were willing to help save this city's businesses. You know, how, how, I mean, just a, a message to them would be wonderful, just to, you know, exactly how that feels for you to have these people that are not even in Toronto helping to save Toronto. I think, yeah, I think, I, I think that's, a, that's an amazing uh, story of, you know, that, uh, you know, what Toronto represents globally as this place where anyone can come to and, and, and be a part of the community and, and be welcomed. And, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting to see, you know, again, speaking to your point that, you know, over 50% of the people who live in Toronto weren't born here. And so it's, you know, especially in a world where borders are going out, that Toronto still remains a, a beacon of openness and uh, collaboration and uh, a place for newcomers to come that, you know, out there, people want to actually help us and hopefully can be part of that story when we can here in the future. I think it's a, it's a, it's a really an amazing story of, of, of uh, global support for this city. So thank you for your help in, in building that network and helping tell that story, Yusuf. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd love to take the credit, but it's definitely been our team at Global Skills Hub, but more, more importantly, it's been the community. They just want to help. And, and I'm, I'm incredibly privileged and proud to, to be you know, connected with them. You know, I want to I wanna just uh, shift over here for a second. In terms of some of the challenges that you're going to see coming up right now, I mean, this is a great initiative that you've launched and we've got a lot of work behind it. Are there other things that you guys are envisioning for the future? Or what's the next step after we get these 3,000 stores? Uh, we're going to go to 30,000, right? Now. We're just going to clear technically, that. Technically 50,000, but yeah. Okay. So, I mean, basically that's all we need to talk about is essentially how do we get these 50,000 stores done, right? And, you know, I think uh, maybe we can uh, talk here about a few ideas that we've had but you know i was just thinking about i was thinking about some of the places in toronto that i just absolutely adore right and so i was thinking you know man if i could get on there and build some stores you know i would make sure that i built a store for you know lahore Tikka house because they got the best kebabs in the world and there's an artist named pearson ross and he may or may not have a website right now but you know i was introduced him he came and he played a song that hasn't even been released yet is going to be released this summer. And he played it for us on our Zoom potluck that we have once a quarter with, you know, people that have come that are new to the city. But this this time we had to do it virtually. So those would kind of be like the two people. I can't mention the third one because my kids are going to listen to this afterwards. And I can't tell you the other thing that I would want, which is kind of linked on Fort York <laughs> Boulevard, which would be great. 
uh, to have going on, which are certainly legal in things like Canada, but not necessarily legal <laughs> in places like Romania. So, <laughs> but, you know, tell me, like, what are, let's think about what are the different types of places that we can get online right now? We've talked about artists and stuff like that. We've talked about restaurant owners. What are some other things that you, you know, you really want people to, I think the biggest challenge people are going to feel is that they're going to feel like they don't, they don't have the store to get online or they don't have, you know, a business that can get online or they are, they're creative and they can't get online that way. What are some ideas that you're thinking about? Yeah. I, I think an immediate thing that we are really concerned about you know, are restaurants themselves. You know, we're, we're very concerned about delivery apps and large commissions and eating into small margins. And so I think a, a big focus of our work right now is how do we get restaurants online? So a, they can take orders direct and, and do pickup online or, uh, order direct online and then of course do pick up so that that's going to be a big focus of what we're what we're on now and you know and that's you know when i look around my neighborhood because i've already started walking down st Clair, and i'm like seeing who's open and then i'm telling them about this <laughs> and so and it is it's it's my favorite restaurants to go hey yeah. uh, hey george at frank's pizza you know uh, we can build a store for you let's let's get going Right. And so, you know, that's that's kind of where I see a big focus for us right now is, you know, those that might be using other applications, but they're eating into their margins. How can we help them move? But then it's other some of my favorite stores like, you know, again, for my kids, it's like Playful Minds, a, a great toy store down in St. Clair. How do we get them selling online? You know, I want these places to survive so that when we can get back to them, we can, act, you know, that they're there to actually uh, support us and that we can take advantage of them and, and buy things from them. But in the in the interim, how do we get them up and running? Yeah, yeah and I think I, I, I guess one of the biggest things like you're talking about is that, you know, one of the things that we could get help with is just having people tell these businesses and the people that they're, you know, that are in their own neighborhoods that this program exists and it's a lot simpler. You know, it's, it's completely being handheld in order to, to get going from there. So. That's great. You know, Daryl, what would be the three or two or three places that you'd want to see online right away? It's hard to say, right? Because I'm, you know, I, I'm not. Daryl loves all his children hard. equally. No, it, it's not that. It's just, it's. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes. But, uh, no, Yusuf, like, it's, it's because I'm, you know, most of my, my commerce is done locally. A lot of those stores that I deal with are already online. You know, they've already kind of taken that next step. I think, you know, for me, it's. Oh, you're you're one of those people that doesn't go no, out. No, 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 no. Room and just order Not saying that. Right? Well, right, right now I do because I follow uh, I follow the, the, the safe practices that are recommended to me. Just want to throw that disclaimer out there. But uh, but no, it's I, I think for me it's it's seeing you know the the businesses that you wouldn't expect. So it's not like I, I can look and say, you know, this specific business. Like it's it's you know seeing some of the emails that we're getting coming in from you know little bakeries yeah. that you know, are, are reaching out because they're saying that they wanted to do this, but we're never sure that was the right fit or the right chance. And, you know, they, they maybe didn't have the resources to take the risk. So, so looking at it more from that lens, as opposed right. to specific businesses, I think it's, it's, you know, what industries and what, what like subsector of business can we impact the most that probably would not have taken those steps without us. Right. Nope. That makes sense. You know, and I think, I think we're just going to continue to go out there and, and spread the word on those types of businesses. I think that's going to be vitally important. It's helping people to take that next step. You know, as we finish off here, I wanted to ask a couple last questions here for you. And then, you know, we can kind of end off. You know, we, one of the things that we looked at through this program is, you know, the reason we committed to it is we, you know, we've been working on doing this in, in other parts of Canada as well. But, you know, we had made a commitment to something called Project In Kind. And working with, you know, Tanya, who some of you have met, 
you know, part of that commitment is that we pledged 10,000 hours in, in to an in-kind acts. So basically to go out there and provide in-kind acts. We weren't doing this, you know, for financial because at this point, what was more important was for us to go out there and help as many people. If there's no economy, there's really no way you can get a business going. And so as entrepreneurs, you know, we realized that it was important to provide as much of this in-kind contribution as possible. You know, as there's going to be a lot of opportunities and a lot of different, you know, innovation that comes from, you know, this program. But what can you, you know, when you talk about the other types of, you know, partners or, or collaborators that would be helpful right now. Is there a specific ask out there right now that, you know, as we kind of amplify? I think this our message, big focus is uh, on uh, people who can amplify the program to their networks uh, of artists and small businesses. So, you know, looking to people who work in those communities to kind of share this with uh, with their contacts and, and people that they know. For individuals, it's you know, let your favorite stores know that they can take advantage of this. And then, you know, for, for the tech community, it's, you know, we still need more help. And if you, as a, as a founder or, or people within your company, you think might want to lend a hand, we, we'd love more volunteers to, to help develop sites with us. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, like, so this is a, we talk about putting up a Shopify store and implementing one. You, you can do this without knowing how to, you know, you don't need an extensive knowledge of coding. We're, we're just using developers at this point in order to, to really give the surety and confidence to these business owners. But, you know, someone like me can actually totally. implement it's, the Shopify you know, store. Um, right? Shopify is a pretty easy platform to work within, and we're not doing heavy customization here. We're, we're getting kind of basic stores set up. And so the training that we've pulled together and, and, and what has to happen, really, you know, anyone with a, a, bit, of, a bit of, you know, t tech savviness and, and knowing their way around a computer and, and should be able to figure this out pretty quickly. And so we just don't, you know, you don't need to be a web developer to kind of build a store. So, and we'll help people learn that. And I think that's another interesting part of this is it's a, it's an opportunity for people to kind of develop their digital skills and, and help out at the same time. Yeah, I mean, part of what, what was happening here is, and the reason I asked that question was so that everyone heard it from you, but I'm going to lay down a challenge right now, actually, for, for all the other founders in Toronto and actually across Canada as we get to it. But, you know, essentially, you know, we, we understood that same thing here in Romania while I've been stuck coming back to Canada. My wife launched a company where she's helping a thousand women come online. We've been working with Shopify and their local communities, you know, partnerships and they've been teaching these women on how to come online um, by, by building Shopify stores. And those same women are turning around. We have 280,000 businesses that have gone insolvent in this country. And they're just, they're, they're going to be there. You know, they're going to help 5% of them get online. And we're going to double the size of the e-commerce industry in this country yeah. while putting people to work, you know? So this concept is brilliant. Shopify has been incredibly helpful, you know, in order to get all this up and stuff. But you know, my challenge is if, if you don't have to be tech savvy, as tech savvy, I want to help with this as well. I don't want to let all my developers do all the work. I want, I want to get involved as well. So you know what? I'm committing to you right now that I, you know, we're going to, you guys got to come up with the name, but we're starting some hashtag challenge. Nice. And we'll call it the Shop Here CEO Challenge or something. I'm committing to building 10 stores in the next four weeks or 10 builds. You know, that's my commitment to you, Yusuf Khabib, CEO of Global Skills Hub. 
And I am challenging. Let's name some names here right now and lay down a challenge of who else we should we should lay this out to, okay? So I'll list a bunch of people, but we're going to go out there and we will lay it. Let's call it the shop here CEO challenge. Does that okay, work? No, or is I that just that works? We really I, need some marketing like people in here. <laughs> shop here CEO, CEO challenge. Yeah. Does Toby actually build Shopify sites himself? You know what we should do? This is what we should do. Let's Okay, we're going to email Toby after this. And we're going to be like, Toby, you're going to run a master class for the first 10 CEOs that sign up for this or CEO or founder. I like it. He can do it virtually. So we can do like 50. Let's ask Toby to show us 50 CEOs and founders how to build a Shopify store. Okay, amazing. It, it'll be pretty funny if he can, but, but I mean, I'm sure he knows how to do that. That's what, that the, challenge, that's what the challenge is. Does that sound okay? Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> that sounds yeah. good. And if it doesn't work, we'll cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, to, to close up. Okay, we're going to pause here and actually lay out what is the shop here CEO challenge. We're challenging CEOs to go out there and commit to doing five, 10, three, one builds themselves to help encourage other members of our community to get involved in this project. So the people that I'm challenging to step up for the Shop Here CEO Challenge, Ali Dalla from Fineo, Huda Idris from Dot Health, Dave McKay from RBC, Preet Arjun Singh from DesignX, Ben Monroe from Breeza.io, Andrew D'Souza from ClearBank, Rola Dagger from Cisco, Eva Wong from Borowell, Danielle Fernandez from Banter, and my good friend Marie Chevrier from Sampler. Here, the reason I started this podcast is I wanted to have a record. I am a father, I have three boys, and I wanted to have a record for them to listen to to see the involvement as I went through and I got involved inside the impact economy which really just happened around this, you know, came to light as a, as a result of this pandemic. And we've done a lot of great projects over the last, you know, five, six weeks. We've built doctor's apps. We've worked with some incredible institutions. We're working on a government level as well. But we were just, you know, we, I wanted this record. So I always ask a few questions at the end of the podcast. I'm going to ask the first question for both of you. The first question is, what is the one thing that you would want to teach every kid or make sure every kid in the world knows like Armand, Yusuf, and Samir, and your kids, what's the most important thing they need to learn about life? Daryl? <laughs> you know, for my kids, it's, you know, just being a kind person, being good to people. And, you know, and that really encompasses, you know, you know, giving back to your community and getting involved in your community. And, you know, so, you know, that's the big thing that I focus on with my kids be nice to people. And, you know, it's hard with my son. I'll be honest. <laughs> he likes to wrestle. He means well, though. He gives <laughs> but, you know, it's it. You know, be kind, you know, give back to your community, get involved. And, you know, those are the things that I, I do every day. And uh, those are things I, you know, I, 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 I try to instill in my kids. Amazing. <laughs> Daryl? What would you say to my kids? Because I, I think we would tell Daryl not, not to have kids. Having your kids at home during the pandemic. 
No, I, I love my kids. No, I, I love my kids. You got to have kids. Having kids at home all day during a pandemic is, it was, uh, you know, if I had known there'd be no schools, I probably wouldn't have had kids, Yusuf. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I'll that. two parts. So, so no, I, I don't currently have any kids, but I, I do a lot of work in the space with youth. Like I, I was a, a youth hockey coach for the last five years, and I, I just I do a lot of volunteering specifically focused on that kind of youth piece. And and a lot of what I, I focus on with them is you know echoing what Chris said. It's just listen, be a be a good pe- be a good person. You know, it's it's cliche, but listen, good things happen to good people. But also, you know, don't be afraid to take risks. Like it's, it's, you know, you got to step out of your comfort zone at times. You got to be willing to, you know, you got to be willing to sometimes just, you know, jump into something that's unknown to you and just, just take a chance. Right. And and that comes from experience. That's literally what I did with the show main street, you know, took, took a risk, which, you know, in hindsight probably wasn't much of a risk, but at the time I thought it was, and, and it ended up very well. Now, specifically with your kids, right. Yusuf, and, and I want them to hear this clearly is to stop letting their dad pick their suit jackets. <laughs> so, so Chris Rickett, Yusuf. That's amazing. You don't uh, like the matching. It is, jackets? but as they get older, they're gonna wanna they're gonna wanna understand that they they should pick their own things and not always match with their father. So as that's, dude, that's the twins. value of having twins. I get to, I get to dress them like as as long as possible. When at one point, yeah, and then I just show up there as you know the younger dad, and I'm just like, hey. Um, <laughs> Okay, second second quick question for you. This is a quick answer. Is you're isolated for 14 days. What is the one snack you must oh, keep with you? Isolated for 14 days, one snack. Man, I'm just I'm I, I it's all about chocolate chip cookies, Yusuf. I can literally just survive on those. Chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> yeah, I think I so I think for me it's it's a it's a tie. And I've I've got Carol? a ridiculous sweet tooth. Like I've got a box of Oreos beside me right now. <laughs> I, I think if, if I was going to pick one, it would have to be Miss Fields cookies. Wow, that's very um, specific. Or 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 uh, okay. cream cream schools. And uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about them, so I, I do, uh, and I'm remiss that we didn't. But I want to make sure that we mention one person. That's going to be your last question. You know, we had this incredible gentleman kind of help a bit with some of the launch and stuff like that. And uh, his name is Chris A. Moon. He had kind of a, a tragic week as well, and uh, you know, we our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family as well. But you know, just an incredible, incredible human being. What would be your thoughts on Chris as we yeah, close we, this yeah. off? That's oh, your the last, three of us know Chris, and, uh, he's August. a great friend, and you know, will do anything for anyone. Uh, a big booster of the Toronto tech ecosystem, and a founder in his own right as well, and always out there looking to help the community. And yeah, he jumped on board uh, to help us figure out launching shop here, and 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 helping uh, us get going, and and. Hopefully he's going to help us run it as well. But yeah, his father, you know, in the middle of, of, of this whole pandemic, of course, unfortunately, his father passed away last week. And, and he, you know, because of travel restrictions, wasn't able to be part right. of the funeral in person. And, and so, you know, dealing with something really heavy, losing a parent. And yet through all of that, um, also completely dedicated to helping us launch shop here and, and, and helping us get it going. So, you know, I think that's just a testament to how amazing a person Chris is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Daryl, um, before I say something, I, just, you want I want to agree with that? everything Chris said. Um, and just, <laughs> I'm glad you don't want yeah, to disagree it's, it's on quite that frank, one. Quite frank. <laughs> no, no, not, 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 not public, not public anyways. But no, and, and just, you know, really, really reiterate that, you know, him, him kind of coming on board and, and, you know, helping us get this across the finish line and, and now look at, you know, kind of the, the next phases of it was really the, the key piece that we were missing. So, 
you know, hopefully he listens to this and I, I want to say thanks for all the help and support and just looking forward to, to keep building. It. Yeah. You know, I think Chris is an incredibly kind human being and I, you know, I agree as well. You know, he's a booster. And when I first came to Toronto, you know, the second time he, I read an article or a blog that he wrote, sent him a message on LinkedIn and we met for a coffee and we've been friends ever since. And he's just, he's been so helpful and is so supportive of everyone. So you know, tons and tons of uh, blessings out to him and his family during during this time. But you know, we definitely need yeah. you, buddy, on, on getting getting to the next step here with us as well. So, gentlemen, thank you so much, Mr. Rickett. Thank you so much for your time. I know you are an incredibly busy person, Daryl. You know, I know you had a few hours free usually, but I know you guys are both incredibly slammed. Once again, we will we will amplify this message. We will get this out to artists, business owners, creatives across the city. And we, we're going to get more and more people involved from the tech community to support and anyone else who, who wants to help. And, uh, you know, once again, from as a, I, I'm a Canadian first, and but as a Torontonian, you know, where my business was, where my family was going to set roots in July of 2020, you know, my, our office is on Adelaide and Brent. I am just incredibly, incredibly thankful for the vision that you guys put forward and uh, that magnetized all these incredible people to come and help. We look forward to ensuring Thanks, every Yusuf. one of those 50,000 businesses. Is Thanks, Yusuf. Care. Take care, gentlemen. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this podcast, digitalmainstreet.ca slash shop here. If you want to get involved to help, if you want to amplify the message, if you can go out there and tell as many of the businesses, creatives, artists that are out there that this service is available for free, we'd appreciate the help. And if you want to get involved, uh, reach out to any one of us. Thanks so much. Take care.